Courtside the Virtual Hardwood, it's the NLC Podcast, episode number 321. Andrew with you once again. With me once again this week is Derek, aka DP3 in the forum. Oh, thanks for having me on, glad to be here. Great to have you on as always. It's, uh, we, we haven't missed, uh, missed an episode for a few weeks now. No, it's awesome. Um, I hope people are enjoying the, uh, the podcast. I, I think we've had some positive comments, uh, whether it be about the 2K18 episode or, uh, or the prior episodes on roster modding and whatnot. Um, it's definitely the most consistent basketball gaming co- podcast that I know of, so if, uh, I enjoy it. We may be the only basketball gaming-centric podcast out there, so I guess we're, we're, that by, we're everything by default. The best, the most consistent, the, uh, the longest, the shortest, <laughs> we qualify for it all. Yeah, it's like George Murison when he was playing. He was the best seven foot seven center, as he was the only seven foot seven center. I mean, you look at independent, uh, you look at indie music. Just because you're niche doesn't mean you're not good. So there you go. Exactly. No, no, and I definitely um, would love to hear more feedback from from people about the show because I know that we definitely have more listeners than the you know than we have comments. So. Absolutely, we always welcome those comments on the show in the in the comments section of the NLSC or in the NLSC forum on social media, of course, and of course the uh, ability to leave reviews on the various podcatching apps, which we'll review at the or recap rather at the end of the show. But uh, yes, this is episode number three twenty one of the NLC podcast. the The last dance rolls on episodes five and six coming out next week. Uh, I haven't watched episodes three and four yet, and I know you're waiting to uh, watch all of them. But it is getting people interested in that in old school basketball and old school basketball in video games for that matter. If not sure if you saw on the official NBA 2K Twitter, but uh, there's more people than ever playing with their classic Bulls teams. Their usage is up in 2K20. Yeah, I did see that. I think that um, one thing that's happened is because of it's the height of social media. Even though I haven't watched the episodes, I've heard most of what's in them by watching people, you know, the commentary on it. And people posting takes from it and and screens from it and, and all of that stuff on social media and, uh, you know, whether it be you know, things people said or events that happened and stuff. And the thing is, is that I grew up around that time just like you did. So a lot of what they're talking about, I've already I already knew. True. True. Uh, so I, I am going to watch it, but I'm not expecting anything groundbreaking that I, I didn't already know. But uh, it's also welcomed a lot of um, ridiculous hot takes and bashing about Jordan's era. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, which we expected, right? Unfortunately so, and that's that's pretty much NBA Twitter in a nutshell these days unfortunately, but it is cool to see people using the the, the teams in games and uh, doing different challenges with putting them up against other retro teams or current teams or whatever. Uh, not not really surprising. It's one of those things that the current events in the NBA always drive the what you're doing in gaming to a certain extent i feel anyway and obviously there's no nba going on at the moment the the playoffs would be underway if indeed uh, everything wasn't shut down at the moment uh, due to the pandemic but you look at things during the season when the playoffs start i always want to start the playoffs if i'm halfway through a season i want to sim and get through the playoffs or get to the playoffs as quickly as possible if it's the all-star weekend i want to play all-star dunk contests and things like that all-star games uh, around uh, in the off season i want to be in the off season so the real NBA really does have that impact on what you do on the virtual hardwood as well, or even a programming like this and discussions that are happening about basketball. I mean, 100%. Look at the rise in people using the Warriors when they started winning. Yeah. 
it absolutely impacts people's play styles and and whatnot. I, I remember seeing, I think it was NBA 2K14, um, when the Heat were so popular. I they remember they used to have a they used to have a graphic that came up and and it would say like it was during a cutscene and it would say how many users you know the most popular teams being used. Yep, yep. On the- NBA 2K14, and it was always the Heat. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Media absolutely, and actual on-court NBA action and the way the media covers it and whatnot absolutely impacts, you know, what teams and players, you know, people are using. And like you said, the last dance is clearly a um, good for the classic component components of nba 2k because um people are you know jumping on the game and trying to mimic real life and you know what's funny about that is it kind of brings me back to when we were kids right so we would you know we'd be out in the driveway and we'd be shooting and we'd be pretending to emulate what we saw on tv yeah right? maybe we just watch like maybe we just watched the 1996 nba finals and um and Jordan had a great game or, or something like that. We're out trying to mimic those moves. And a lot of people do that with basketball gaming. What they do is they get on the game and they try to emulate what they saw um, in a documentary or in real life and whatnot. So it's really cool to see people doing that because it means they're also using their imagination. For sure. I have many fun memories with my, my cousins when he'd come down for school holidays We'd be watching the games that are on. Usually, it's one game a week that was shown here on uh, on TV, or our tapes, of course, or the renting the tapes from uh, from the video store when when those were still a thing, obviously. And watching NBA action, of course, and seeing the top ten and going out and doing our opt- our own top ten plays or mimicking, as you said, what we saw, and and also splitting it up between playing basketball games as well. So when you're just into basketball and basketball is so on your mind, uh, you just looking for that outlet any way you can to watch the games, to watch highlights, to watch uh, the highlight tapes and, and retrospectives and documentaries and to play the games. It, it really does drive the whole hobby, and it's it's nice to see. Uh, in some ways, basketball is, is as popular as it's ever been worldwide. Uh, it certainly is the, the cool thing. Um, yeah, so it, it is cool to see, but it, it does stress to me the importance of having that historical content in games. And it's a point we've touched on before, and I've touched on with the other guys as well, with uh, going way back in the NLC podcast. But the lack of historical content outside of Ultimate Team in NBA Live is is such a missed opportunity in in so many ways. No, one hundred percent. As far as the, um, you know, basically, you touched on, you know, loving basketball and whatnot. And you just want to get more and more of it. I think you know, I saw a post on Twitter and I retweeted it, um, and it said, you know, this this basketball um, this has saved so many lives, and it was like a picture of a basketball. Um, that's one of the great things about basketball and sport in general is it takes you, it's harmless, right? Hmm. It takes you away from things that could be negatively, negatively, um, impacting your life. It's an escape. It's a mental escape. It's something fun to do. And, um, you know, basketball has saved a lot of lives that that statement, um, I think actually holds a lot of truth. I like that. I think because, it yeah. People, it takes people out of bad situations, sometimes out of bad neighborhoods. Um, it um, is that refresher for your mentality and whatnot. So um, I think it's it's bigger than basketball. I think it, it's not just it, it, basketball is is a lot bigger than you know just putting a ball in a hoop it, and it whatnot. Is, it is um, a wonderful sport, and I know other people feel that way about other sports as well. And 
rightfully so. I mean, they are all great escapes and great exercise and, and so forth. And if you're into that sport, it's, it's fun to watch. For me, that's basketball. For you, that's basketball, I know. Uh, really, apart from professional wrestling, which is not a real sport, obviously, it is a work. But uh, the, as far as ball sports go, uh, basketball is really the only sport I follow. I, I do uh, watch other sports, uh, rugby league in Australia, a bit of tennis uh, and so forth. Uh, I can, can watch and, and enjoy, but uh, nothing nothing really speaks to me quite like basketball, uh, which is why I also love basketball games, of course, and why I'm still, still creating content based on the sport and its uh, virtual equivalent. No, absolutely. And and like I said, the, the the other thing too about basketball is you can get it in so many ways. It's you know, if you're not playing, you're watching. If you're not watching, you're collecting. Um, you know, and it's it can be video games, it can be basketball cards, there's just so many different ways. Um you can get creative with it. You know what I mean? You can start podcasts around it, you can do all this stuff. So it definitely is a lot bigger than, you know, just a round ball going into a hoop. Um, as far as the historical content goes, 100%. Uh, I think, you know, we've talked about this before. NBA Live used to be the king of historical content. You know, when NBA, you know, 2K in their early years weren't having, uh, you know, the all-decade teams, NBA Live had them. NBA Live also had the free agent, uh, the legends pool. Um, and at the same time, when 2K started getting all-decade teams, you couldn't move the players off of the all decade teams, but in NBA live, you could. Yeah. Um, and then you had that free agent pool. So I think um, it was, we've talked about this where, you know, that NBA live, instead of adding to content or at least retaining the content people like they removed it. I mean, look how, you know, vanilla NBA live 2014 was after that, you know, multiple year hiatus um, compared to NBA live 2003 which is crazy. So over a decade later, you have a lot less content. Yeah. Uh, so that speaks volumes. Yeah. But the importance of uh, the classic content is the, the biggest thing is, is, is people want to play modes and have content outside of your regular play now and season. They do. And, and, you know, outside of that, <clears throat> that online experience. So you want to retain your players and you want them. We talked about this on the last podcast about playtime. Like how, how often are people on the game? Um, and there's just not enough content in NBA Live to keep people on the game throughout the game cycle. Um, not, and, you know, and the other side of that, too, is there's nothing for social media. <clears throat> There's not, enough, there's not as much content for social media to promote or to talk about either. Um, you know, whether their marketing team and, and whatnot or the developers on, on social media and stuff. So there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, moving parts to that and why, you know, the classic content, retro content is so, is so important. And it, it's obviously hard because 2K has so many plays locked up, but I do think live should do what they can as far as the historical content. And, and backing up to mentioning the playoffs, which would have be, already be underway, if, if not for the pandemic, the, NBA Live doesn't have a standalone playoffs mode at the moment. And that's something, if you just want to jump into the postseason, that's a staple feature going way back to <laughs> NBA Live 95, and if, if not earlier games as well. So you really need to have all those staples. And when Live comes back, and we certainly do hope it comes back and... Uh, as, and stronger than ever, or certainly stronger than it has been over the past decade or so, it really needs to hit all those staples, needs to hit all those 
key points, as we've said so many times before, because these are the times, I mean, people are turning to 2K without real basketball. They're turning to 2K. They're playing with the historical Bulls teams because of the last dance. So even with the season not running, even with a basketball on a hiatus and not relevant, or you wouldn't think as relevant because there's no active sport right now because of the, the situation in the world, people are still turn, they're turning to the virtual hardwood and they're still finding inspiration there. And with no NBA Live game this, this year, with no NBA Live 20, with NBA Live 19 still being bare bones and having its issues, it's it doesn't have that relevance. And it's another year well, of, of lacking relevance. Well, look at this. I mean, they even... So what is everybody doing right now during this pandemic? St- most people are staying in the house, right? Hmm. Yeah, kids were taken out of school and whatnot. They completely took couch play out of the equation for NBA Live 19. Like you can't play as far as like a season mode. You know what I mean? You can't play. You can't choose multiple teams. So if these kids, you know, whether it's family or even friends trying to visit or whatever, there's there's no way for two people to or multiple people to start a season with different teams. You can't do it. No. Um, and we talked about this, you know, you, you were able to do that um, going back to like live 2000 yes. and what was that? Uh, yeah. When they redid it yeah. into dynasty mode in uh, live 2004, they took away that uh, functionality and it's, it's never come back and it's always been, it, it was our, the big thing with live. It made all those innovations in the late nineties and the early two thousands. And then it took, we started losing features and losing content and it's, it's just been the way and, Things just just kept taking out, and some things new things get put in, but I don't think they're the things that are really keeping people hooked. I agree, and I think the the lack of content in offline modes, as like you said, the lack of retro teams, the lack of ability to customize, um, and whatnot. I think all of that factors into NBA Live nineteen mostly being a dead game. Yeah. Uh, at this point and the fact that now you know now where they didn't release live 20 and 2k 20 is out so now live 19 is really dry at this point um but i agree i i think one of the biggest problems is is it's it's gone on for so long that you have we talked me and swaggy pilino um, from the nldc talked about this you almost have to think they're doing it on purpose and i know that sounds crazy and we you know we obviously you know there's some joke to that but it's just it's mind blowing how long it's been since they haven't made a truly con- um, positive contribution to the content um that's in NBA Live 19 and it, yeah, I mean excuse me in the NBA Live series i mean like we we talked about this started when that when they started taking out the um freestyle superstars mm-hmm. in the move to NBA Live 06 um, for Xbox 360 and PS3. So that was the start of them taking out content that people liked. And ever since then, it's mostly gotten worse. Um, it's been so a, lot of, like, a lot of playing uh, catch-up. It's been a lot of a changing course every couple of years or every year. A lot of trying to rewrite and rebuild the foundation over and over again. We've heard that phrase so many times. Searching for new demographics. All kinds of reinventing the wheel and none of those on the wheels keep coming off. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think part of the problem is, is that, um, like you said, rebuilding, you know, the, the thing is they, they, they have not been able to stick with one solid foundation. I mentioned this on, uh, the prior podcast, you know, look at the gameplay since NBA live 10, 
and look how much it's changed every single edition of the game. I think the two most similar games where they kept um, the same type of base is Live 15 and Live 16. Yeah, um, pretty, those pretty two much. games kind of yeah those those two two games are kind of similar. But Live 15 is nothing like Live 14. Live 18 is nothing like Live 15 and Live 16, and Live 19 feels a whole hell of a lot different to me, um, look-wise and um, play-wise, than Live 18. And they're just not sticking with, um, you know, they're not finding the right core. They're not finding the right gameplay foundation. Um, and, like you and I talked about the, the importance of the feel between the lines and, and how it feels on the sticks and everything. If they can't get that right... Even if they did add more content, um, they would be still, you know, trying to catch up. And a lot of the new content that is added in Live 19, especially, is uh, is clothing items, and that's that's not really not something to get really excited about. No, it's not. I, I think they don't have the they don't understand the big picture. I don't think you know. We talked about this. I think we had a podcast called "What Gamers Want." We you know, did. earlier we did, yeah. when we first started doing this, I don't think they understand what gamers want, and I don't think they understand the importance of attacking all um, demographics, and I don't think they understand what content you know people are looking for, um, and you know, it makes you also question if they understand the sport itself, you know, basketball itself, and that may sound insulting, but have if if you got if people who know hoop have played NBA Live. Over the years, Live 19 might be the most the, the most solid as far as gameplay since Live 10. Um, on release, not after patches. Um, I'd agree, but it does it does make you question how much they know the people that are, you know, giving the developers direction and the developers themselves. You you have to question how much they know the game. Well, they're chasing a demographic that I don't know exists, as I've said before. And if it does, it's the same demographic that's playing 2K. So not offering, you don't necessarily have to do everything like 2K. In fact, there's many things I would rather NBA Live not do like 2K. But you need to offer some of the same things, some of the same experiences. Yeah, I mean, look at 2K basically has been able to get away with a lot of issues with their gameplay because we've talked about it. Overall, they've stuck with the familiarity as far as the uh, 2K20 is a little bit, they kind of, after 2K18, they kind of went a little backwards with that. But they stuck with most of the same, um, and, and yeah, there's a lot of legacy issues, but they've stuck with a lot of the familiar, familiarity with the buttons and um, the feel of the game and whatnot. And the fact that, you know, they have all of that content. So the the in-between lines action isn't completely broken in NBA 2K Kids also have, you know, young adults, kids, all demographics have all of this content that they can sink their teeth into. Um, but as you alluded to on the Reddit thread, so I don't want this to get lost, and we had mentioned it on the podcast many times, um, a lot of people feel like they have to play 2K because they love basketball, and it's their only virtual outlet. Yeah. So exactly. I don't want that. You know, I don't. I don't want that to get lost in this. I think um, being the only viable. NBA basketball option for people who love hoop and who want to play virtual basketball, they don't really feel like they have another choice. So there are a lot of gamers who are playing 2K and putting up with those issues um, based on that. 
We obviously want NBA Live to be relevant again. We've said it many times before. Something that has come up, it's 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 fake news. It's, it's phony news, unfortunately, that's been perpetuated. Uh, somebody has tweeted this out. I'm not going to promote the account because it looks like they're just putting out a lot of uh, BS here. But basically, they've given a release date for NBA Live 21, uh, saying it's going to be released on Xbox Series X on November 6th and then come to, uh, two weeks later on PlayStation 5. There has been no official word on this, no confirmation. Uh, if anything, it's looking like Live may skip another year. We don't have confirmation on that either, but certainly this just seems to be news for the sake of news. Uh, there's no uh, confirmation, no kind of uh, clarity to this, so just something to put out there. And this this is something why I made that clickbait video for Monday Tip-Off, the... Uh, with, uh, with Skip T. Grind, <laughs> the character. Uh, I-, I wanted to put it out there because it's it's become, it's become so easy to do. It's It's been easy even in the earlier days of our community when somebody would come into the forum and say, oh, my, my dad works for EA and NBA Live's going to have this, this, and this. And say, yeah, if that's true, then your dad's going to get into a lot of trouble because <laughs> he's giving away a lot of secrets here. You know, they're not going to be very happy about this. It's It's very easy to spot clickbait and people just BSing and trying to spread rumors like that. And, I mean, look, if this is right, then I'll certainly eat crow. I'll eat my words. But it's, uh, it's from all we can tell, it is um, it, it is false information. It's being put out there for, for whatever reason, just to get views on the account, retweets. It doesn't even really seem to work. They haven't really got that much uh, traction on it. Obviously, NBA Live News probably isn't that hot at the moment anyway. But... It's a shame to see because we obviously want NBA Live to to come back. We want it to be relevant. We want there to be a choice, a viable choice, on the in the sim game market, and to play with people's hopes and to spread misinformation like this, it, it's just it's just dirty. It's just dirty. Well, I was looking at that account, and it has on Twitter, and it has about forty five hundred followers. I won't give the name either, but the description on the account is. Sony Interactive Entertainment, SIE, will execute a robust strategy to release PlayStation 5. This account has no affiliation with Robert Downey Jr. (laughs) So that's the description, um, (laughs) the profile info. Um, But no, you always have, uh, I hate this word, but we talk about clout chasers and and people that are, you know, I I just want to, I'd love to tap into the mind of these people that do this. Like some of them do it for a living. You know, to to make money or to get YouTube videos and um, excuse me, YouTube views and subscribers and and all of that stuff. Like, what possesses you to put out false information in the name of attention? You know what yeah. what what mindset does it take for you to lie like that? And um, but lo- like, I'd love to have a conversation with some of these people and be like, what what are you thinking? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you feel okay about this? Like, how do you feel okay with yourself, you know, doing this? But yeah, and it, it, it goes beyond video games because this happens in all spectrums of, um, you know, life. Fi- <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, yeah, exactly. We're in life. Yeah. But, but so, you know, yeah, I mean, no. that's, that's bad enough. And, and I agree, but I, I also, what also bothers me is that their audience will continue to lap it up and won't turn on them when it's proven that they've been giving out misinformation. Like, you would think they would lose their credibility, and people would say, well, we're not going to support this person, this person isn't trustworthy, and yet they'll not only just continue supporting them, but actively defend them against other people, and people who call them out on, on their BS and their misinformation, and say, oh, this, you know, you're a hater, you're, this person's reliable, and it's, it's like, really? Because 
here's a list, a laundry list of the things they've said that were just speculation presented as news and facts, and and times when they've just flat out, for lack of a, a more diplomatic way of saying it, lied to to you, the uh, the audience, their audience, and yet you stick by them. It's it's real. Are we talking of, about? Are we talking about Nick Wright right now? <laughs> well, we we certainly could be. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I, I agree. I, I think it's crazy. And I think one of the problems is is that um, it's so easy to do now. Yeah. So height of social media, uh, YouTube, yeah, YouTube, um, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all of this stuff. Um, of course, TikTok is now catching on, and those videos are absolutely annoying and horrible. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just too easy to do now. And I just, like I said, the mindset around it is what baffles me. This may be a bad segue, but if you want to subscribe to the uh, NLSC's TikTok, um, no, it's uh, that is not content that I'm. I was going to say, I, I was going to say, I will not be producing content for the NLC TikTok. There will be none of that. <laughs> not, not enough, booty, not enough booty picks for uh, the subscribers <laughs> for the audience there. Unfortunately, it, it's it, yeah, it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating seeing information come out and try to to battle that misinformation, and and yeah, for people to continue to support people who are deceiving people and, and all in the name of, of views and, and clicks and everything because even a, a downvoted video it's engagement so by the YouTube algorithm they'll still get views they'll still get promoted people they'll still get notoriety it's it's one of those situations where infamy is as, as good as fame so it, it is very unfortunate right I mean and also if you guys want to you know listeners you want to subscribe to the NLSC OnlyFans oh yes that would also Yes, we can't forget about the NLSC OnlyFans. It's thirty dollars a month. You will be disappointed. <laughs> you will. You will absolutely be disappointed. No, that's not real. Just to let everybody know. Yeah. No, I think part of. Remember, I talked about this with NBA Two K eighteen. So there was a um, there was a video, and it had I want to say over a million views, and it was somebody uploading modded NBA Two K seventeen footage with, um, I want to say it was Michael Lutz stadium lighting and a bunch of other mods and they said nba 2k first look nba 2k 18 gameplay mm, and i'm common. looking i'm looking at the comments now, now this guy got over a million views and, and if you remember correctly the way youtube works if you upload content and you're getting that many views and you have that many subscribers you're making money so this guy's making he monetizes channel so this guy's making money off of that um but anyway so basically you know, you look in the comments, and like you said, people still following for following for it and subscribing and everything. People in the comments, basically everybody fell for it. Number one, number two, they they said you know you had comments saying, "Oh, we know this is you know not two K eighteen gameplay footage, but this channel is lit," and they're like still supporting this 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 guy. <laughs> Sorry, and no, this channel is lies, not lit. It's yes, close, yes, close. It's one letter off, but you know. Right. Right, and I think I posted that video in like the it was like the two K seventeen or two K eighteen section when it first came out, and I was like, "Listen, this is like I remember, yeah, ridiculous, yeah." But anyway, so I agree. I think it's, but it's just too easy for people to do it now. So, with that being said, we don't have any news, unfortunately, uh, good or bad, to share at this time. That is, as far as we know, as far as all confirmation points to, it is not real. So, don't put any stock into that. But uh, yeah, so we we are still waiting for for news. Uh, do you think there's going to be any delay with NBA Two K Twenty One considering the pandemic? I don't. I don't. I, I think. I think. Yeah, I think it's going to come out as usual. I also. Um, I also wonder, though, what they're going to do as far as releasing a title for PS Four. 
um, and Xbox One. And, you know, they, the, that fake tweet about November 6th, you know, that does fall in line roughly with the um, release time frame for window. PS5. Yeah. Yeah, it's a window. It's between November and December of this year. Um, it makes you wonder if, you know, are they going to wait two to three months and just release both the PS4 and Xbox One versions at the same, um, and PS4 and PS5 versions at the same time? Or are they going to you know, just release on schedule for PS4, Xbox One. I mean, might it also depend on what happens with the NBA season? That's, that's what I was wondering as well. Yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen with that, but it's pretty crazy that we are um, into May now. And how long has the season been um, canceled? March. Hasn't it been a month and a half? Uh, since March, like 11, 12, halfway through March. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, it's going to look weird on basketball cards too if they just jump into the playoffs. You'll yeah. have all these players with, like, we're on basketball reference. You're going to have, um, I say basketball cards because I'm a 90s kid. Um, but, but, yeah, it's such an old head, me and my basketball cards. Um, I do but, you enjoy basketball cards. Yeah. You'll have those, you know, all these players with, like, 66 games played or in the load management days, probably 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so th- that remains to be seen. We'll cover that news as it comes through, of course, and try to be as reputable as we uh pride ourselves on being a couple of things we wanted to talk about this week it came up on a previous show i believe Uh, certainly we talked about it uh, off air as well the idea of uh putting these uh, how do we we put it like old spins on old old ideas and new ideas but basically going back and seeing uh, redoing covers for games uh, who if irrespective of who was actually uh be able to be licensed at the time and doing legend covers for games that didn't have legend covers. Uh, you brought it up and I thought it, was, it would be a, you know, I agreed with you, it would be a, a quite a fun idea to do. Yeah, I think um, the Legends cover is a new concept for NBA 2K. And what would be interesting is to see who they would have as Legends covers for games going back to, say, the mid-80s, you know. So who would be the Legends cover if you know for double dribble if double dribble had the license for the year that it was that release um for the year that was released uh what if we start with lakers versus celtics okay so lakers versus celtics the legends cover <sighs> so lakers versus celtics came out in 1988 or 87 correct 89 89 yeah. okay so 89 so legends cover for that I would think that recently retired Julius Irving. I was thinking that too, yeah. Would, yeah, it would probably be um, an optimal choice because Magic and Bird um, are still playing. And obviously it's Lakers versus Celtics. So you can't really have them as the Legends cover. Um, I mean, they were already Legends on the basketball court, but they weren't looked at as you know retired Legends yet. Yep. So I'd say probably Julius Irving would be a great choice. Um, but if you think about it, you could go further back and do, um, you know, Wilt Chamberlain or or Russell. But the problem is, is that at that point they had been retired for about 19 years. Mm. So I would think that it would be, you know, 19, excuse me, 19 to like 24 years. I think it would be, it would make more sense to have a more recently retired legend who um, was super popular, like Julius. If we're if we're applying the the current approach of the Legends cover and the special edition to to that, I would I would say so. Yeah, I mean, if it was a year, a year later, they did the nineteen ninety version, the updated version for 
um, for NES came out after the the PC version, I believe. Um, so you, you might be able to put Kareem on there because they would have up, they updated the rosters and he would have been retired. So you, you could have done it that way, but yeah, I, I think uh, Doctor J would be the the legend, and you would have uh, Magic and uh, Larry on the on the cover. I think dual cover athletes. Well, actually, that's a good point, though, about Kareem, because if you think about it, remember, they did Wade as the Legends cover um, for NBA 2K, correct? Yeah, 2K20. So, this year, and, yeah. yeah, for 2K20, and he had just retired. Yep. Um, so, I mean, a similar situation with Kareem. So I think you could do that and then maybe use Irving the next season. Um, but it is interesting. Yeah, I think I think both would be good choices, but I... I, I lean towards Irving being the optimal choice for that game. If you're doing uh, Bulls versus uh, Lakers, uh, I think you would. Ha- the obvious cover athletes are uh, uh, MJ and uh, and Magic, and maybe that's where you put Kareem on the on the Legend Edition. Yeah, see, that would work perfect. Yeah, so um, right because we're separated by another year, and um, Jordan, they did have the license for him. Yep. At that point. Um, so I think having, you know, both were licensed players, I think players, I think Jordan and Magic are the perfect cover athletes too, so. Uh, next up would be Bulls versus Blazers in the NBA playoffs. Uh, again, I suppose this, this time you do, uh, uh, MJ and, uh, and Clyde, Clyde Drexler. Uh, what about a legend cover for that one? I'm trying to think who retired kind of around, around about that time. I think... Because you got to think about it this way. Look at the players that are lauded today. Look at the look at the players that um, have graced the Legends cover and that were super popular. Um, so I think back then, see, so many Legends were playing at the time. That's the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Charles Barkley and 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 whatnot. And while the '80s was a fantastic decade i'm trying to think of players that retired in the 80s um as opposed to going further back because i mean you if you think about it you could do legends covers for like jerry west and will chamberlain and bill russell but i'm trying to think of more recently retired players that um correlate with the time frame that bulls versus blazers came out <laughs> well it just, um, just occurred to me that that's the 92 season during which magic was retired except for the appearance of the all-star game uh there's your legend cover right there i suppose Hmm. yeah that's actually true you could do or you could do the dream team oh well no not yet that could have been for nba showdown you could have done like the whole dream team yeah as far as like um like a like a dream team legends cover uh but then you've got that that you've got got that team usa basketball then so Right, and so no, that that makes perfect sense. You could do Magic Johnson for the cover, and that would obviously would have been wildly popular at the time. Um, so for let's go with that. So Bulls versus Blazers, Magic Johnson cover for Legends. Uh, Team USA basketball being the spinoff, I think I just leave that as is. It's kind of the spinoff game. So you had the whole Dream Team on the cover, so I don't think you can improve on that. No, no, I think I mean it doesn't get much better than that, does it? No, and there's you can't really do a Legend edition of that as such. No. No, I agree. So that would bring us to NBA Showdown, uh, which is has ninety ninety three rosters, but uh, of course, of course, Michael Jordan was retired when the game came out. Um, since that is set in the ninety three season, though, it has ninety ninety three rosters. I'm going to say that it has uh, Barkley and Jordan on the cover, 
and the uh, as Larry Bird retired in '92, uh, he is the legend edition. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I was about to say that. Yeah, absolutely. Larry Bird gets the cover for that game. Um, kind of goes in line with you know Kobe getting the legends cover when he did mm. and whatnot. So yeah, I agree. The, the live uh, '95. Uh, so you've got two two editions of, of 95. You've got the one that's set in the 94 season that came out on console. Then you've got PC, which has um, which has updated 95 rosters. Uh, I think that's the, the that's your first Jordan Legend cover, perhaps. And uh, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon, first uh, solo cover athlete. Then I think I would do um, for the Legends cover for that game. I'd actually do Isaiah Thomas. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, he's fresh off of two championships in the late 80s. Um, and he, while hated by a lot of NBA players, was still a wildly you know popular NBA player. Um, My only and, issue with that is that he's still active in the in the console version because it's got ninety four season rosters. Uh but co- well, that's that, that, that's that's what I mean. It depends how you're going to do it, but yeah, because ninety five is weird because it's last se- yeah. last season, yeah. Because ninety ninety five is that transition year where they where they we're still doing the year before it was NBA live 95 yet. It was 1994 final 1994 season rosters. But then when the PC version came, they had the updated rosters through the halfway through the 95 season, just after the trade deadline. But before Jordan came back, of course they couldn't license him anyway. Um, so I'm thinking that it's around that time where it's changing the concept. So I'm thinking if you're doing the console version, it would probably be a Jordan as a legend cover. But if you're looking at the, maybe the PC version, if you're taking it that way, I think yeah, Isaiah would probably have to be the legend edition. Okay, I can agree with that. Yeah, that makes sense because you gotta think that Isaiah was still technically playing. Um, so in the console version, what we could yeah. Do is do, yeah, for the console version, what you could do is make Jordan the Legends cover because they didn't know he was coming back. Yeah, and then in Live '96, you could make it Isaiah. So with Live '96, uh, from from here on, we'll say that they're doing the current one. I know there was issues with the with the console version, but now we're doing current season so it's a bit easier to do um are we also assuming that jordan's in the game we, is that our uh, jordan and barkley are in the game oh yeah let's let's pretend they have the full license so i think for a 96 i think what you do so 96 then would be based on the um 94 95 season correct or no um, it would be based on 95 96 yeah once once they go to live 96 they kind of established that as okay it's going to be the current season game current season rosters Okay, so basically that would be um, on the cover. It would be like Jordan and Kemp, mm-hmm. or um, or oh, maybe even Rodman and Kemp. Are we doing uh, solo cover athletes at all? Or oh, we could. Because I, I, I love I love the dual cover athletes though. Honestly, yeah. like you know, like the NBA, you know the um, the NBA Fast Break '98 cover. Yeah, where it's uh, uh, an action shot. Yeah, yeah, where it's an action shot of I think it's Pippen and Karl Malone. Yep, I want to say or something like that. Yeah, like I love those covers. But yeah, if you want to do like an individual cover athlete, I think Sean Kemp would have been a great choice hmm. for that game. And I also think with the height, the, the popularity of um, Shaq um, and Penny, I think that they would also be great cover athletes. See, I'd probably leave the NBA Live '96 cover as Shaq because that's kind of the height of, of that early Shaq mania, I suppose. And yes, you've got you've got Jordan coming back, and in this reality, we're assuming that. It's the best case scenario reality where he is in the game, um, but you can't. I don't think we can put Jordan on the cover every single year. So I'm going to leave Shaq as the the main cover athlete for Live '96. Uh, on the console versions, it was an action shot from the '96 '95 uh, finals, 
uh, same as the uh, uh, as NBA Live '95 was. But then for the PlayStation and PC version, it was uh, the uh, it, it was it was Shaq as the cover athlete. So I'm going to leave Shaq there. Uh, Legend Edition for '96. Moses Malone, he retired in 95. Well, we don't have Isaiah Thomas yet because we did Jordan for the previous year. So I think Isaiah Thomas would be okay, the yep. uh, big choice for the Legends cover. Yep, because I think, I mean, if you, have Dwayne, if you have Dwayne Wade as a Legends cover, I think you can have Isaiah Thomas as a Legends cover. Sure, absolutely. So. For Live 97, and I know we've been sticking with Live, um, but Live 97... Do we then put Jordan on the cover because it's coming off the seventy-two and ten in the in the ninety-six finals? Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I mean, and we have had repeat cover athletes in the past, so I mean, remember how many times Allen Iverson was the cover athlete? I'm not saying le- obviously the legends cover athletes haven't been repeated. I don't think um, first, first five. First... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Iverson was the repeat cover athlete, and I believe Shaq was. Uh, Shaq I want to say he as well. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he went back to back as well. So um, it it has happened. So I don't see why it couldn't happen with the Legends cover. So, so we've got Jordan on the '96 main cover. Sorry, '97 main cover. And who who are we putting as the Legend there? Because because Magic retired again. Do we reuse him as another Legend edition, or do we go someone else who retired in '96? No, I don't. I don't think that um, his. I mean, his coming back was received incredibly well when it first happened, but I don't think it was something to be you know, super celebrated. Sure. I want to say, um, and almost like Jordan's wizards years, um, even though Jordan had more success, um, overall as an individual player when he came back for the wizards. So I'm not sure I could, I would say magic, but the problem is, is what are we doing with choices here? So, I mean, you said live 97, right? I mean, we're 25 years from when Chamberlain retired. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that could be like a thing. Like twenty five years since Will Chamberlain retired, put him on the cover. Uh, I've got, I've got it, I've got it. NBA Live ninety seven that the ninety seven season falls in the fiftieth anniversary. The fifty greatest players on the cover. Oh, thank you. Yeah, never mind. That was that boy. Was that a big thing? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Jesus. That's that's. that's uh, like, I, I love watching that uh, that ceremony. Goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. And you remember when they were all on the court and passing it to each other? Mm. and whatnot, and you had, like, Koozie go behind the back and all of that stuff. They had, like, this big on-court ceremony for the NBA at 50. Yep. Um, really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Um, or just, I think or just NBA, even, you know, NBA at 50 edition kind of thing. Yep, NBA at 50 edition, and maybe they include a little bit of extra retro content in the game and stuff like that. So NBA Live uh, 98, uh, again, we're, we're avoiding putting Jordan on every single year. I mean, I wouldn't mind putting him on there, obviously, as the last dance, retrospectively. But would you keep Tim Hardaway? Would you Would you put someone else on there? <sighs> Maybe Grant Hill? Grant Hill was super popular. Um, Reggie Miller has a case at that point for the cover. Um, I think that Carl Malone would have a very strong case because he had just won MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, so um, I think uh, I think Carl Malone would have been a good choice. I, I don't think he ever graced actually like himself or graced the cover of a basketball game, no, like as a cover. No, I, I don't think he did. No. I can't. I can't. I so, can't remember anyone. I, right. I think he would be my choice. Uh, I know at that point he's a little bit older and probably didn't 
resonate as well with with kids as you know like a high flyer or but hey i mean fox sports basketball 2000 had steve smith as the cover but uh i mean um, yeah i don't know i, I, I think I, I think i might go with Carl. malone is divisive but at the same time you look at 97 98 he was in the finals. He was the MVP, as you said, of the regular season in 97, the year before NBA Live 98 came out, obviously. Um, he was also doing things, he and Rodman were doing things with WCW, which was very popular at the time, going up against the then WWF. He actually wrestled that match at uh, Bash of the Beach 98. So he he did have that mainstream appeal. So I, I, th- I think it would be a fair choice. Yeah, I th- yeah. so I think I'd go with Carl Malone as a cover athlete. Um, and... I think for the next year uh, to move on, um, we're at what NBA Live '99, correct? Yep. I think I think you move on and you do a cover athlete of Clyde Drexler mm-hmm. at that point because he retired the previous year, and whether people want to admit it or not, he was basically you know the second best shooting guard in the NBA for almost his entire career, um, and he won that title in Houston in '95. Um, you know, Barkley, Pippen. And um, Hakeem and Ewing and all of those guys are still playing. So Drexler's last season was ninety seven, ninety eight. So yeah, he, I think he, he'd he be also a good retired cover. before Jordan did as well. Jordan was right before the lockout lifted that, that he made that official. Right, exactly. And it, what's funny is, is you know Drexler had a lot left in the tank. Mm. If you watch him in ninety seven, ninety eight, he's moving so well and he played really well that season. It's, it, I just feel I, I wish he had played a little bit longer. I also still love those pinstripe uniforms that the Rockets had. I, I don't care what anyone oh. says. Yeah, they call them, the, the people say they look like pajamas, but I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other thing, too, with a cover athlete is who would you choose for NBA Live 99 over Antoine Walker? Because Antoine Walker is a very odd choice, mm. in my opinion. Um, I think that who would have been great, as I know they used Duncan in Live 2000, um, but obviously Duncan would have been a good choice. I think... Um, you know, we're at the point where the NBA kind of, while it was still good, it went through a little bit of a, I want to say a lull when Jordan retired. Yeah. Uh, So I'm not sure. I'm not sure who I would do outside of that. I mean, we, we still have guys in the league that were making a splash like Jason Kidd was starting to come up um, and whatnot. I'm not sure who, who I would choose over Antoine. Maybe a Chris Webber. Oh. You could do Chris Webber. He was popular too. Yeah, and he, uh, he just got traded to the Kings um, that season, and that was the rookie year that had uh, uh, Jason Williams there. So, yeah, yeah, I think you could do that. And Jason Williams was wildly popular too. Mm. I, I don't think anybody would have scoffed at Jason Williams even gracing a cover. So, uh, two thousand. Uh, I'm going to keep Duncan on there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm okay with Duncan. But as far as like a Legends cover, um, I think at that point you, um, I think Barkley was in his last season, so you can't choose him. What uh, I do, I do a selection of, of because that was the first year they had Legends playable in the game. So I, I'd maybe do a, a top five or something. Maybe I'd do a, a, a Michael Magic Larry cover, or you could pay tribute to the winningest player in NBA history, Bill Russell. Yeah. Legends are in the game. We have Bill Russell as the cover athlete. He's the winningest player in NBA history. It'd be a great introduction to that. So um, I think 
for me, I might do Bill Russell at that point. I think that would be a good way to get one of the older, um, you know, players from the sixties and seventies in there. Uh, or you could do what you, like you said, you could do like a triple cover, like, you know, maybe yeah, magic bird and Larry or excuse me, magic bird and Jordan, or maybe, you know, Russell Wilt and Dr. J or something like that. The, uh, the Bill Russell cover would also make sense because it's, uh, I believe that 1999 was also, obviously it was the 30th anniversary of his final championship in 1969. And also I believe they, uh, the Celtics re-retired his number because he, he didn't attend the ceremony the first time, but that was his, uh, reconciliation with the, with the uh, city of, of Boston and the Celtics did a proper retirement ceremony for him in 99. So I think that would, would be appropriate. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So live 2001, uh, I'm going to keep KG as the cover player for that one, actually. Uh, yeah, he was, he was wildly popular. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that, too. And yeah. uh, Barkley as the Legends cover? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's a perfect choice. Yeah, Former MVP, NBA legend. Yeah, I definitely would put him on the Legends cover. Live 2002, which also comes out on PC in this reality, because why not? Um, who, who are you going for Live 2002? Do you keep Steve Francis, who was very popular and a rising star, but maybe maybe do a Shaq? I don't know. Um, I'd say Vince Carter. A couple of years early, yeah? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, Vince Carter, think about how wildly popular he was with Toronto. Mm. Um, so for as far as, uh, like, a cover, I, I, I think... Carter would have been a better choice than Steve Francis, even though I like Steve Francis and he was super explosive. Um, I just think Carter was so big at that time um, and so popular. As far as like a Legends cover, uh, I think Akeem, or were, were, are we at Live 2001? Uh, Live 2002, so that, would, that was uh, Akeem's last year and Ewing's last year as well. Yeah, so we can't use them. Um. I'm just going to go ahead and say that I'm going to use them in the Legends cover of 2003 uh, as a shot from the 94 finals. Yeah, there you go. That would be fine, too. I mean, that would be great. Put them both. Yeah. Um, those two big legends that um, retired at the same time. Um, I'm trying to think of, though, of a good Legends cover for, for Live 2002. Yes, who, who retired in 2001? Um, Sam Perkins might not might be quite big, big enough name in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, it was he any? Well, I'd say Steve Smith was a little bit bigger, um, more popular. Mm. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm trying to think of who retired in 2001. That uh, I don't it wasn't Ron, so, so Ron Pippen. Harper. So Pippen, Pippen still was playing all the way up until like oh three oh four with the blaze. With busy went, he had his return to Chicago. That's right. Yeah. So um, we can't choose him. Uh, I think you may be able to do another multiple legends cover or so. This is this is probably the toughest one. It's another. I think one we of, found another one. Another one of those years that that yeah did a big did a big enough name retire. Uh, we haven't had a Dominic Wilkins cover yet. Yeah, you could throw him on there because yeah, he he deserves he deserves a cover. And talk about an explosive popular athlete and when he was playing. And if you look at uh, what uh, 2K did, uh, 2K18, funnily enough, they had Shaq as the Legend Edition, and that was several years after he retired. Now, what year did Dominique actually retire, though? 99. Because I know he, it was 99, so yeah. that was his last season with, with Orlando. Magic, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. We could throw Neek on the cover. 
So 2003, oh, actually, the other thing I would do with 2002, possibly, because it was such a big story, is take the Japanese cover with Jordan on it and make that the main cover. No, that would be great. Yeah, I know you are you have all of these alternate covers that you look up and, and you acquire and stuff like that, and I'm kind of jealous. So It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very weird situation, that one. Did the Wayback Wednesday on it, so that's, that's what I'm going to do for 2002. Uh, 2003, ooh. Is the Ewing um, for for the Legends cover? It's definitely Ewing and uh, it's, it's the uh, the ninety four finals. Absolutely, uh, maybe maybe Kobe or T Mac. Yeah, because Jason Kidd was an odd choice in my opinion. I understand they just went to like the finals, yeah, and whatnot. But I just for, for overall popularity yeah. and and star power, uh, I think T Mac. Go T Mac. Yeah, I mean, he had just had he had just had possibly his best season. Yeah, of his career, um, and he's averaging like thirty points per game, and um, clearly one of the most popular players in the league. I go with T Mac. I'm also going to say that this year the uh, there's going to be a special Chinese cover with uh, Yao Ming on it. Um, why not? And um, a Legends cover. Yeah, I'll go with T Mac as well. I think we can save Kobe for a for another um, another cover. Uh, 2004. Like 2004. Um, I think you go with Jordan. Yep, as a legend. Yep. I think he gets it again. Yeah, I think he gets it again. Um, this is his final farewell and and whatnot. So I think that would be fine. As far as like a an actual cover athlete, I think um, I think Ben Wallace uh, is a logical choice. Um, well, the, the Pistons hadn't won yet. They had one. Oh yeah, that's true because it's live 2004. Yeah, so you can't do Ben Wallace. So let's see, you do. I, I think I'll go. I'll go since you I do team Kobe. Be, well, yeah, I'll I'm going to go with. Yeah. yeah, Kobe. Kobe makes perfect sense for that season. Yeah. So 2005, and you've got the uh, All Star Weekend there. I mean, we gotta, you know, we gotta think about this too, which is funny. Um, we're we're talking about being, um, you know, redoing some of the cover athletes. And we're talking about trying to get like big names on there and stuff. It is really funny to think about the players that have been chosen in the past for cover athletes that were not top tier players in the league, that were not like top five or whatever. You know, like your Steve Smith covers and your um, Glenn Rice grace the cover of NBA um, in the zone twice. Mm, like I want to say like two years back to back. So it is funny. Yeah, exactly. So it is funny to see some of the players they chose and how many other players in the league that were more popular at the time. Uh, Sam Cassell on the cover of uh, uh, NBA Shootout, the first NBA Shootout game. Yep, exactly. Um, and then like we had already talked about Steve Smith and Fox Sports 2000 um, and uh, Jason Kidd on Live 2003. Not that Jason Kidd was a slouch. No, I'm just saying he. There was definitely more, you know, popular players at the time. Um, but for live 2005, as far as a cover, I think again that's or, excuse me, 2K5 or or live 2005 or whatever. You know, Ben Wallace is a logical choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the probably the only player to ever grace the cover of a video game that never averaged 10 points per game, um, and that's fine. Uh, so I think for legends though, Pippen just retired. You could do Pippin. Yeah, you could do the Legends cover for Pippin, yeah. So that makes perfect sense. I'm going to go with a very controversial choice, at least maybe controversial to you. Um, but Melo was the cover player that year, the live 2005, uh, because he was the also signed to EA for the uh, NCAA March Madness as well. 
uh, as as a rising star player, I'm I'm going to say that they go with LeBron, a young LeBron as the cover player, because he was the up and cover, uh, and people were maybe a little bit happier with him at the time. Well, I think Carmelo should have won Rookie in the Year, and he led the Nuggets to the playoffs. Mm. Uh, so I, I think that Melo is still the logical choice, and that's not me hating on LeBron or anything like that. I just think that Melo is a better choice um, as a player. But uh, as far as like popularity and whatnot, as far, which was a lot of that was obviously you know media created mm. and whatnot. Um, obviously, LeBron would also be a good choice. Well, my second suggestion was Kirk Heinrich, but that might be a long shot. Um, that might be a, <laughs> that might be an Antoine Walker. Uh, situation there. Kirk Heinrich's, Kirk Heinrich's a, a video game legend, so that is true. No, although Chris Juhon was even uh, tougher as an opponent for me. Um, yeah, because he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Live 06 and 2K6. I'm going to leave as Wade and Shaq respectively because it was really cool that both that the cover players for both play- games made it to the finals, obviously because they're on the same team and won uh, the first time that any cover player had won in the same year. I mean, I know that's going to change with some of the uh, changes that we've made <laughs> retrospectively uh, here, but I'm going to keep Wade and Shaq as the, uh, as the cover players so that we can still have that, uh, them both, both, both games having a cover player that makes it to the finals and, and wins the championship in the same year. Cause that's a rarity. I agree with that. And as far as like the legends cover, I'm trying to think, I don't think any legends were retiring around this time five who's um god kenny anderson Derek coleman see that's the thing yeah it's uh who who have we not put on the cover yet that's uh that's had to wait a few like years Der- a Derek coleman legends cover would not have been received well <laughs> no. um, okay, uh, <laughs> let me see um let me think for a second <sighs> 2005, yeah. It's, I mean, it's... Chris Chris Weber is still in the league. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing with the Sixers now. He's with Iverson. Um, Carl Malone retired after 2004. No, yeah, you could do, do, do Carl Malone. Stockton and Malone or, cover? or Stockton. Yeah, a Stockton and Malone cover would have been perfect. Yeah, Pro six. It's uh, and and it would also tie in, of course, because that's the they did freestyle superstars, so they could tie it in with the inside scorer and uh, and playmaker. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah. Uh, 07? So 07, Live 07 had T-Mac on the cover. Yep. Um, 2K7 had Shaq again. Um, I think 2K7 could have used a different cover. I think um, Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Nash would have been a great cover, or Amari Stoudemire. Uh, as the Suns were so heavily popular at the time. Um, and you know, one legends cover we haven't done. So maybe we could do that at this point is David Robinson. Yes. Yes. That'd be a good one. Um, I know we're a few years out from his retirement, but, um, considering we haven't had any, you know, legends retire around this time, I'd say that, uh, you know, David Robinson would probably be the, a good choice for a legends cover. Yeah. That works for me. Um, main, main cover, Steve Nash then. Yeah. I'd say Steve Nash is a, is a good one. And uh, 08? Would you, would you keep Gilbert? I never liked him. <laughs> uh, let me say... Uh, Yao Ming would have been a good cover. Mm. Um, talk about global appeal. Um, just wildly popular. Uh, I think... 
For 2K, Yao would be Chris Paul. Yeah, I think Yao would be a good one. I think, you know, 2K, 2K8 had Chris Paul. And, and, for, uh, and for 08, that also uh, go, ties in with the uh, the new FIBA teams. Uh, the, the Olympics were that year. They were in uh, Beijing. With, uh, you, with so, Yao, yeah, Yao so. makes cover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Also, you could think about Dirk Nowitzki as yeah. a cover. Um, Amazing, because, yeah, he, you know, he's you, only you want a recent covers. MVP. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he won a recent MVP. You could ha- you could have had him on the cover for like live. O- uh, excuse me, for two K seven, two, um, or live O seven or, or or whatnot. So yeah, I, I think I, I probably would go with Gal, but Dirk would have also been a good choice. Oh uh, nine, because well, actually, a, yeah. we, we never did the Legends cover for live O eight. Live O eight. I think um, um, you know if we're talking about you know the new teams and whatnot, I think a great cover would be somebody like Arvita Sabonis. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, Oscar Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Maybe, FIBA, you know, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, from FIBA and stuff like that. I don't know. They'd have to get the, the license for those guys. Um, but I think that it would be like you said, you know, make that the, the segue into those um, new teams being added. I'm just going to put out the Australian cover with uh, Andrew Gaze on it. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, O nine was Tony Parker, who was another unorthodox and not necessarily popular choice. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I would have done Tony Parker, but I mean, he's great. Uh, we're talking about so Kevin Garnett was on two K nine. Paul Pierce. <laughs> Yeah, who dubbed himself the greatest player in the world after winning the 08 title? Um, I think I think you could do that. I, I think Pierce um, could be the cover, and you know, 2K9 had KG. You could have live with Pierce, and it's kind of that whole Shaq and Wade thing. Mm. Uh, so yeah, you That's could do that. Thinking, yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. As far as the um, the Legends cover, so live 09. Uh, oh wait, Chris was Chris Webber's retirement in 08? Yeah, you could have Chris Webber. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, you could do Chris Webber because again, another wildly popular player. I'd say him. Yeah. What about the uh, 2010 season? Do you obviously? I think you have to keep Kobe on the uh, 2K10 cover, as as was the case. Uh, what about uh, Dwight Howard? Still keeping him on on live 10? Yeah, yeah. You, I think you can keep Dwight Howard. I don't think there's any problem with that. They had just had that trip to the finals, and he was. Superman, so yeah. People I think forget he, how good Dwight Howard still kind of is, but but certainly was pre back injuries and uh, in the late two thousand. Well, you know, he was dominating the league, and all the commentators, other than you know Shaq, who got in Barkley, who got mad at him for not rim running the, the proper way, and not you know they they thought he should average thirty and twenty a game. Um, but you know, as far as like from a fan's perspective, and as far as like the way they used to do commentary on him, he was one of the most popular players in the NBA and he was super explosive and he was great defensively. Um, so people do forget and, you know, people like make fun of him now, but he did put together a hall of fame career. Oh yeah. So I would not be surprised if he does end up there. Maybe not first yeah, ballot, but we'll see. He, I think he'll make it eventually. Um, so yeah, I'm okay with Dwight Howard being on the cover. Um, I'll stick live. Ten, Maybe Michael Finley. I'm just kidding. He was. <laughs> he still played. Um, let me see. Legends cover. Uh, yeah, who retired in '09? Brent Barry. 
<laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. Hey, free throw line dunk cover. Um, um, we've got Brent Barry, Antoine Walker. Uh, Stefan Marbury's last year was 09. He hadn't officially retired. He was in China. Uh, whether that counts? Yeah, you can't do that. But I don't think I don't think that would go. That would work. I, I'm I'm trying to think. Legends. That I we haven't, uh... go, I want to go rogue here, and just like choose a past legend. Sure. Like I'm trying to think of the features. I'm trying to think of the features in the games um, and anything new that was added, um, and nothing screams retro or or anything like that. Um, Bernard King. I mean, we haven't had Will Chamberlain on a cover yet. Didn't we do him for the twenty fifth? Uh, oh no, we we did the uh, we 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 did um, the NBA fifty cover, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe okay. Will Chamberlain gets his own cover. Sure. Uh, so that yeah. uh, brings us uh, to uh, NBA two K eleven and NBA Elite eleven, <laughs> which uh, yeah, do we make NBA Live eleven? With the t- I think NBA 2K11 is the only game without a Legends cover. Yeah, it's it's just because it's it has just Jordan. NBA, yeah. it's, it's all Jordan. Yeah, so I think we can skip that one. And um, 2K12 because yeah, exactly. And 2K12. So uh, 2K13. Shaq. Yep. Shaq Legend. is Legend cover. Yep. Yeah. And uh, do you keep? Um... The, the, tr- the three cover athletes from uh, 2K13? Rose, uh, Durant, and pretty, Griffin? Yeah, I kind of like that. I think they did a good job. Mm. Um, and the previous year for 2K12, they had the Legends cover, I want to say, for Bird, Magic, and um, and Jordan. That's right. Uh, yeah, the, th- the three different covers, the collectible ones, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. So I would say... Um, the only yeah, thing I'd do good. it differently about that is because you had to get different versions of the game and the the magic cover the the mj cover was kind of the primary cover and the the magic and the bird were the limited edition ones uh i would make it like they did with 2k16 onwards when they had multiple cover players with a reversible or alternate covers that you could swap in i agree with that yeah 100 percent. because that's uh, that, that's better for collectors frankly than having to buy the copy of the game two or three times Right, but you and I are both insane, so we probably. I mean, just do we that would, anyway. yes, but that that being yeah, said, I, I, I'm also not uh, not averse to saving money either. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll say they 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 do that. Two K fourteen. I'll probably stick with LeBron because the Heat were in the midst of a four finals runs, and we can say what we we like about it. But I, I think for popularity and uh, and standing in the league, it's probably going to be LeBron. I think that makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, legend cover. So two K fourteen legends. Yeah, so this is this uh, is where we've we've kind of we've covered a lot of a lot of players already. Yeah, that's the problem. And then now we're at the point too where legends aren't retiring. We have like a little hiatus here. Um, actually, we're very close to T Mac retiring. Uh, um, in fact, in fact, he did uh, there, yeah. uh, 2013 finals. This is his last year in the league, so he he was retired after 2013. So that so there you go. You could do that then. So yeah, I thought he had, I thought he played in 13, 14 for some reason. So yeah, you can do T Mac then. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure that was his last year, the 20, 2013 finals. He didn't play at all in the regular season. Right, because I know that he um he yeah exactly he missed the championship, the Spurs championship by one year. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
So he can be the legend for 2K14. Uh, 2K15, uh, that was the Durant cover. That's That still makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine with Durant being the cover. Um, also an underrated game. Uh, and, if, and for live, it was Damian Lillard, which again, wildly popular coming up player. I think Damian Lillard for... Um, for 2K15, excuse me, Live 15 made sense. For a Legends cover, I don't know why I want to keep saying Michael Finley, even though he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> uh, who, who doesn't like Finley? <laughs> Let me see here. Yeah, I, I honestly can't think of one. I'd have to... Well, if, if again, we, I, we want to, I also could... want to go... Because yeah. we, we didn't do we didn't do live fourteen, we we forgot the live came back, <laughs> which maybe speaks volumes. Uh, so live fourteen had Kyrie Irving on the cover, which seemed like a, a decent idea if, if you if you're doing the whole comeback and rising star aspect of, of fourteen, probably could keep Kyrie Irving on there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Kyrie Irving on the cover almost screams Steve Francis on the cover. Um, for those perspective points of their careers, young, rising, uh, rising guard, um, and whatnot. So yeah, that makes sense. Maybe they didn't, um, maybe they didn't do a legend cover that year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I think the problem though for Live Fifteen is that um, we now have a lull from when like Kevin Garnett and Dirk and whatnot retired. Mm-hmm. We have this like legends gap. I'd yeah. say uh, you. I want to go rogue again, um, and it's tough because also 2k15 didn't add any new classic teams that year it wasn't until um 2k16 that's right that they did it yeah so it's not like you can segue into that and like do hey you know we have the you know legends cover for this new team that was added um yeah why don't we just throw bob Cousy on there i don't know sure because i like i just don't know who who else would be good for it unless you repeat a, a, a legend cover, yeah, it's it's kind of tough, but uh, but 2K16 did add those teams as you said, so possibly uh, possibly a Steve Nash because he was retired think, at that point. And I think you'd bring Iverson back too. I mean, well, he was he's not part of the new teams that were added, but I mean, well, what if well, what if, what if you do mean, Iverson for the year before because uh, he was in the game with the 2001 2001 76ers were in the game at that point, I believe. Yeah, that makes sense. Why don't we do that? We can do that. Uh, we'll put, put Iverson on, on the 15s. As far as, like, the 16s go, and if you think about, like, the new teams that were added. Um, I'll go with Nash, myself. You're going to go with Nash? What about the um, the Kobe Shaq Lakers? Those weren't in the original um, retro teams, were they? Oh, yes, they were. No, they weren't. It was only 97, 98 Lakers. So you could... Well, Kobe was still playing, though. Yeah, eh. yeah, yeah. And and two K. So yeah, you could do Nash. Yeah, yeah, you could do Nash. I'm drawing. Like, who was on the two K six? Oh, that was Harden. Actually, you know who Kirby. they did the that was uh, Jordan was was the Legend Edition cover that that uh, player that year. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and, and it was Harden, Curry, and Anthony Davis. That's right. As the, as the switchable covers. Yeah, we just which I just referenced a couple of minutes ago and just totally blanked on. Uh, so how about, how about we just leave? Uh, we can leave MJ on that and, and save Steve Nash for the. Um, ooh, because then Kobe is uh, is 17. Yeah, so we have to. I think we have to leave Kobe as as the uh, 2K17. Yeah, that doesn't. That can't change. No matter what. Um, 
and you, then obviously Live 17 didn't get released. So, Do you change Paul George as the primary cover player? I always thought that was an odd choice. It's kind of like a Tony Parker yeah. choice to me. It made me feel like they were running out of players. Mm, you know like, what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like, like the Paul, Troy, Paul George choice was not that he wasn't good. I'm just saying it. I don't think the him being on it and the timing of it made a lot of sense. Um, no, no. I think uh, Westbrook. You could do Westbrook. I mean, he makes. I think he makes more sense than. Yeah, I mean, he was gracing the live covers at that point. The previous year, uh, live sixteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was at live sixteen. Um, but yeah, you could technically do Westbrook if you didn't want to do like if you didn't care about repeating what Live did. Mm. Would you? Well, we had Harden the previous year, of course, and then Live then Live did it Harden a couple of years later anyway. So it's like kind of yeah, exactly. switch. Yeah. yeah, it's tough. I think it's tough at this point because now they're coming out with Legends covers too. Yeah. Um. So. But um, yeah, there's probably not a lot that I would change moving forward. Um, Maybe you do a Wade and a Dirk cover for 2K20. Maybe that would have been nice if you had done the two of them. I know this sounds silly, but I thought it was kind of disrespectful for Dirk to Dirk. Um, I think that Dirk um, Dirk compiled an amazing career, um, and that should be rewarded. But he was never marketed heavy by the by the league. Um, He didn't have his own shoe. Um, he wasn't on the cover of basketball games and, and whatnot, so it doesn't surprise me that he he didn't get his own Legends cover. I think also you could have a KG Legends cover there as well after he retired in 2016. He deserves it. You know what they could do too is they could do for the next game, they could do like a Hall of Fame um, recently inducted cover for the yep. Legends cover. Which would be Kobe, um, um, Kobe Duncan and uh, KG. Yeah, think about how cool that would be for a cover. Mm. I mean, it remains to be seen what will... I'm guessing since they did the, the celebration that uh, he will continue to appear in games. I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be the case, but obviously uh, not necessarily... Certainly, in fact, certainly not the priority for uh, uh, Kobe's family and uh, probably, as you just saw, not to bring the mood of the podcast down too much, but it's uh, uh, Gigi's birth... would have been Gigi's 14th birthday this week. Yeah, it's uh, it's still tough to talk about. And... Um, and so I mean, uh, but I will say this: What do you think about this? So, like, if you, what, who is your prediction for the cover athlete for two K twenty one? So, if you think about it, Live Mobile already used Luka Doncic. Mm. So, I wouldn't p- predict that two K would use Luka Doncic for I the think, cover. Yeah, I think I feel he's going to be affiliated with Live moving forward, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Um, but I'm trying to, you know, who would they have? as the cover athlete for 2K21. I wouldn't put it some, put it past him to put LeBron. I really wouldn't. Uh, I, I could see that, because, of course, he was the 20th anniversary edition as well. I, I felt the 20th anniversary edition should have should have been AI. I mean, I understand, obviously, LeBron is LeBron, but you, if you're going to celebrate a milestone like that, uh, why not the first cover player? Yeah, that, again, I, you know you know my feelings on that. I talked about it when it happened. Um, I disagreed with that choice. So, yeah, I, I don't know who they do with with two K twenty one. Would they do a? Would Would they go out of the box with a? With a Donovan Mitchell or something? You know, would it be like like a Paul George kind of choice? The league feels short of stars. The league feels short of superstars. You know what I mean? Um, Certainly, ones that haven't been used before on covers as well. Which I mean, of course, yeah, they they can yeah. repeat them, but. Who's going to be the next one, the next marketable 
star would they would they put a Trey Young on there because he's done stuff with them before? Right, or or do you go the Steve Smith route and put Devin Booker on there? Yeah, yeah, right, like or or Bradley Beal or or somebody like that. So, um, so or do you repeat that second tier? So, yeah, kind of a name that people know, but not necessarily that that top tier, top tier. Name. Or Zion Williamson, or do you throw Zion Williamson on there? Zion probably wouldn't be a bad choice. There's a lot of he, he's only been in the league not that long. Obviously, this is, is his rookie season and not too many games played. But he he definitely is he's he's drawn attention. Yep, exactly. I, I think it would be. I almost think it would be a better move to put Zion on on there than Trey Young. So, and the other thing with a lot of these uh, legend covers, and uh, you go back to the really early days of NBA Live when we. we and, and NBA playoff series when we were doing those fictional covers just there earlier in this segment. There, there's limited stuff that you can do as far as the content. I'm, I'm thinking what's going to be more along the lines of having the Legends pool and things. Uh, but as far as the, over the past decade or so, it's a shame that we haven't got more modes like the Jordan Challenge or NBA's Greatest or even like a, a LeBron Path to Greatness. Just something that's based on the, the cover players really come down to being... The cover players really mounted to pre-order bonuses like my team cards or my player clothing, things like that. Uh, in in live, there's a special Joel Embiid uh, car uh, court rather. Oh, and a, and a collectible player card for the court battles as well. So it's it's things like that. that you, but you don't have these big modes like the Jordan Challenge, and it, it's kind of a shame. And, and I know there's there's so much effort goes into the other modes, and maybe they're not popular. What do you do as rewards? I think VC or unlockable rewards would would be uh, a lot of fun to do, but. It, that all the same, it is a shame that we haven't seen them. Well, it's too bad they didn't, you know, for the 20th anniversary, um, they didn't do like a 20th anniversary mode, maybe centered around Iverson. Yeah. Uh, or something like that. Or, or, um, challenge, or historical challenges. You've got all the historical content in the game. Uh, bring back NBA's greatest, but make it so that you do have these replicating the challenge like the Jordan challenge. Maybe mix the two concepts together. Yeah, but they also want everybody online. That's the thing too is offline modes um, like that like uh, have almost gone extinct. Yeah, you know, and they want people, which is why all those challenges for live and for NBA 2K exist online in my team or Ultimate Team. Exactly. Yeah, it's. uh, I mean, it's it's not they haven't completely taken out the offline game, but you yeah you can certainly see where the the uh, priority lies. No, absolutely, and and I do. I I used to love those modes. and I do miss them, and I think I would jump on it if they ever included a mode like that again. So, you know, it's it's fun to look back and see what cover players we'd pick and legend edition covers and everything if they were a, a thing at the time. Uh, obviously, cover players are not the the be all end all, although it can lead to special content like the Jordan Challenge, like NBA's Greatest, and yes, even stuff for my team, my career. It's it's nice to get something based on the cover player, so that the cover player. So the choice feels somewhat relevant. I mean, the thing is, with 2K at the moment, uh, they probably could put uh, pretty much anyone on the cover, and <laughs> the game's going to sell uh, millions of copies. No, that's true. I mean, they could put Kevin Herter on the cover, and it would still sell and get eight million downloads. Mm. That's just the that's just the nature of the beast right now. Um, but at the same time, um, I think respect is involved here. Um, I think. And that's why I kind of felt like Dirk was a little slighted by not being like on the Legends cover. I think I that um, 
certain choices can look can almost be looked at as a lack of respect um, for a, a current a certain player or, or legacy or whatnot. Um, and obviously, we don't know the ins and outs of those choices. Maybe you know Fox Sports. If you go back and they chose Steve Smith, maybe they didn't have another choice. You know what I mean? Maybe he was the best player that they could get in contact with and get the okay from for being a cover athlete. Well, that's so. true. You look at who else was on the cover of 2000. Uh, NBA NBA Live 2000 had Duncan and Jordan on the insert. Uh, 2K had Iverson. Uh, Inside Drive 2000 had Ray Allen. NBA Jam 2000 had uh, Chris Webber. So that that's a lot of big names already off the table, I suppose. NBA Jam Extreme had Sean Kemp. Yeah, that's right. And um, that, that, that's a game I want to get my hands on, actually. There's a couple of games I'm buying off on uh, eBay at the moment to, while I'm uh, building up my collection with a bit of money that's come in. Um, I actually got my hands on uh, NCAA Basketball 09. It's coming from Canada, um, so it's going to be a couple more weeks before I get my hands on it. But, uh, yeah, I've got myself a, an affordable copy. I'm not a fan of NCAA Basketball 09 the way I am NCAA Basketball 10. Yeah. I just feel like NCAA Basketball 10 is a lot sharper from a gameplay perspective. Also, on that note, I've managed to get a bunch of uh, screenshots and whatnot from NCAA Basketball uh, 10. Uh, with the PS3, actually, have to, I have to use a splitter to, to break through the HTCP encryption. Uh, but it worked. I got it to work. So uh, that was $16 well spent on that splitter. Once again, thank you, eBay. Yeah, those things can get expensive if, if it's something more than a splitter. Like my, I know that my Elgato HD60, when I bought it um, standalone, um, was 160 bucks. Yeah. My, so my luckily I didn't. Yeah, yeah so uh, luckily I didn't need a splitter, but th- it does get expensive. But, uh, nevertheless, uh, that I'm looking forward to getting some uh, building up the collection, and of course that all goes to uh, way back Wednesday content uh, eventually. So looking forward to uh, to doing that. Something else that's been on my mind as I've uh, reaching the end of the first year in my career and getting ready to put it down because I got I got drawn into it again, and I was I was determined that this year was going this was not going to be a my career year. And I played the the demo, played through the, the early stages of the of the story, and then couldn't put it down. Ended up maxing out my character at uh, ninety nine point nine now, and and all the badges maxed out and everything. So I just want to finish that first season. Uh, as I record this, I'm up uh, as we record this. I'm up uh, three games to none on the uh, Los Angeles Lakers with the playing with the Bulls with my ridiculously overpowered player who was almost averaging a quadruple double through the playoffs because once you know how to do that in my career it is astonishingly easy to do on uh, on um, 12 minute quarters so I'm not claiming to be a uh, a 2k god here just simply that I've uh, figured out how to do that with uh, with, with my archetype um, it's been fun I don't regret it uh, I'm looking forward to putting it down and just having that closure on my career that I thought I had last year and maybe experimenting with it and seeing if I can just sim my way to the, the Hall of Fame but one thing that does come to mind is that it is such a grind every year. And you do get, if you are going to play my career, and certainly if you're going to do it to play online as well, it does become such a grind. And you have to do it every single year. And it's not like a game like a you know, Fallout 76 just released the Wastelanders update, for example. And if you've already got a high level character, you can just play that with that that you've been, if you've leveled it up since it came out in 2018, much like other uh, online RPGs and RPG, offline RPGs in general. If you've got that character leveled up, you can just play it for years at a time because they don't come out on an annual basis. With the NBA Live and NBA 2K coming out every year, theoretically, certainly 2K does every year, there's that grind. And not just my, my team, of course, or my career rather, but also my team, uh, you lose your cards every year. You've got to build that up from scratch again. 
and it's it's really painful and i've talked about this in articles before derek very painful to start over each and every year and yet it's something that you have to spend the first few months really working hard to enjoy the game and it's at the moment of course there's all kinds of crazy content coming through from my team all kinds of overpowered cards as we talked about on previous shows and i talked about the dumbing down of my team in uh, monday tip-off as well but you really that, those first few weeks of having the game you've really got to grind hard and and work before it becomes fun and i, I think they really need to reduce that grind it, it shouldn't be easy but at the same time if you've put in all that time in the previous game to lose that progress to lose those cards to lose that player and come in at a 68 a 60 overall player and everything it's it's kind of a bummer every year well it's about money yeah, I mean, imagine how much money two K would lose um, if you could carry your character over and all of its progress, um, all of your character's progress, and imagine how much money they would lose if you could just keep all your cards. You know what I mean? And and in yeah. my team as well, um, I think that it just comes down to financials, and I think there's no end in sight of that. So they'll never um, allow you to carry your character over. However, I wouldn't be surprised if the only, like the, the only way I could see them ever allowing you to carry your character over to the new game is at a price to it. So, Oh, you want to carry your character over to NBA 2k 21, all your progress. Well, that's another 40 bucks. Mm, and then yeah. people. And so if they put like a price, I hope I didn't give them any ideas with that. <laughs> um, but if they put a, you know, that's the only way I could ever see them doing it is by putting a price behind it. I could see them doing cents on a dollar, cents on the dollar uh, conversion. Like, I, and I, I think if you if you make it to ninety nine overall in the previous game or ninety five, which is the maximum you can get with uh, VC upgrades, everything else is uh, playing the game to get to the ninety nine point nine this year. If you do get to over ninety overall, it would be nice if you could at least maybe boost to seventy seventy five in the next game, one time. I don't think you should be able to just keep <laughs> bringing things over or keep bringing VC over from the previous game. But if you could import a player and get that returning player bonus and get to that 70-75 levels, at least so you can play online with it fairly competently, or if you could bring over maybe five of your best cards, or if, if, if you reach a certain collector level in the previous game, maybe you get some free some extra free packs or something. But like you say, it does come down to the financial situation, and if they're too generous doing that, well, you know, <laughs> how are they going to make the money? As it is, this year they've, they're have they saying that their recurrent revenue is down, which is is nice in the way they're doing it this year that it's less pay to win, but it makes me concerned about what they're going to do next year for 2K21 or this year for 2K21, because if they've, if they've found that, if they feel they're too generous, I could see them going in another <laughs> way in the other direction, which, which I think would certainly uh, come back to bite them come back to haunt them because it would be a 2k18 situation where people just really turn on the the lack of goodwill but will that stop them i mean again when you when you're the only game in town you can afford to uh to experiment like that yeah i don't think it would stop them i don't think it would stop them at this point and you know you have the new esrb rating that talks about um in-game purchases and whatnot that's just more incentive for them to say hey we warned you yeah it's on the box yeah yeah that's right it's on the box yeah so you knew you were getting into now give me your money yeah um like i i think that uh, also you know even just saying hey let's get these guys up to par so they can at least play um 
at a decent level, you know, 70, 75 overall. Again, that's just a financial situation where they're going to lose money. Yeah. Um, so I don't see that happening um, at any point. And the only way that I see, like I said, that, that them allowing, you know, people to carry over a player's progress and whatnot is with a fee. So um, I, when it comes down, money needs to hit the bottom line and greed will always win. Yeah. Um, in, in, in cases like this. So it does suck starting over. It's stuck. It sucks, you know, the grind and the hours spent um, with frustration with a poor character and, you know, the feeling of pressure of having to put money into the game, into the modes and all of that stuff. But unfortunately, that's the nature of the beast. And um, they can get away with it as long as there's no viable competitor out there. Indeed. Uh, you look back at games that we grew up playing where it was offline or local multiplayer, and there was a certain pain of starting over every year, especially if you didn't like the new game as much as the old one. I think I think that was the main thing as well, and it still is today, obviously. But you could just you can just always go back to the previous game in that situation. But looking at Dynasty franchise modes, my league association, etc., there is some uh, pain in starting over in that you do lose progress. You can't bring over a memorable save or anything. But it's it's kind of it, I feel that you can you've got the appeal of creating a new reality with updated rosters. You don't have to upgrade the players. I mean, yes, yeah, certainly maybe if you turned a player into a star in a previous game through years of, of playing uh, my league, maybe. But it, it's it, there isn't the same kind of frustration of starting over because you do have the new rosters and it's it's kind of a, a new reality you get to create. And certainly there's no microtransactions or recurrent revenue mechanics, so which which helps. It's painful in my case, though, because we do do my leagues and seasons. That's what we do, like in in my house. And like, I'll give you an example. For two K sixteen, we got seventy games into a season, you know, and into a my league. Excuse me, with my two brothers and I, and we're all using our own team. We played against each other every game. No simming games. Forty eight minute games. So if you think about it, that's what two over two hundred and ten games that we played on NBA 2K16 on that season. And then when NBA 2K17 came out and we preferred the gameplay overall and started modding it and whatnot, what do you think happened to that 2K16 season? Yeah, it goes on the shelf. You think that you think? Yep, it got shelved. And so all of that progress, and not that we didn't create memories during that time, but, you know, that's, you know, 200 plus hours, you know, actually probably 300 plus hours when you factor in a full game's time of 48 minutes with all the files and whatnot, um, basically shelved because a new game came out. So that can get frustrating, the pressure of tuning into a new game and making that your your primary gaming choice. Um, and we do try to go back and play some of the older games, um, but sometimes there's too much lore with playing um playing the new game so but i agree as far as the the progress and whatnot we at least get to keep that 2k16 progress right yeah so that game is still sitting the save is still out there we can still go back and play it um but when you're doing a thing like my career or my team collecting cards you basically have to start from scratch and you lose all of it so i definitely see the difference between the two and it's harder to go back as you as you alluded to there because the service gets switched off uh the last couple of years I think from 2K18 onwards, you can't make a you can't you can't turn a save from online to offline. You could up until 2K17 if you if you had this everything was in place with the the data and sync to the server beforehand. So it, it's harder to go back. Whereas with the offline save, you can at least if you do want to go back and play that 2K16 my league, you do have the option as long as long as the save is intact and not corrupt. I suppose. 
Right, exactly. And I think um I think what's great is you still have a lot of people modding those older games, like the two K nineteen ninety one ninety two roster by Stildo and the scoreboard sticky fingers is creating and um the continued work on two K thirteen and two K fourteen, um and two K eleven like yourself and others are, are doing right now. Uh, my work on two K sixteen and, and all that stuff. We still have people that try to you know, kinda of keep those games fresh. Yeah. Um, and that definitely helps. But again, you can't do that with my career. No. And you yeah. can't do that with my team. And like you said, the servers get shut off. So um, it sucks when you guys, like you guys who play those modes, because I don't really. Um, it sucks when you guys play, pay $60 for a product and then sometimes put extra money in to upgrade your character or whatnot or to, um, you know, beef up your my team or, or whatever. It sucks when they shut off the servers. It's because like, it's like, hey, I paid money for this. Yeah, I paid you know my good hard-earned money for these modes or these cards or for this pro- for this progress, and now you're going to shut the servers down and take that completely out of the game and out of my hands, uh, and and it just seems not fair. And we are seeing a lot of people, especially with the the my team content creators, they're talking about the, the no money spent lineups and all the tips and tricks you can do to not spend money, which I think is fantastic and absolutely advocate that kind of content is great to to combat the whole idea of microtransactions and pay to win and that it has reduced the effectiveness and but but again you, you can see them you can see the 2k coming back this year uh, more aggressive and, re, and with uh, more aggressive uh, techniques tactics to bring that recurrent revenue back up again do you think it's the bubble bursting or do you think we're just uh i've just given them more um cause to to come at us again I honestly think that um, without a viable competitor in the space, it's just going to keep happening. Um, I think that they're not threatened enough. Um, I think that there's still enough buzz around the game and positive buzz and publicity and all of that stuff where um, it's still 2K. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't think that the bubble will burst unless somebody else comes in and does it right and kind of knocks them off or, or makes people say, hey, you know what? These guys are doing it right. This is the way it should be done, and they switch. Um, so I think we talked about this before. Um, people are fed up, and they are frustrated, um, but I don't think it's at the level where it's going to hurt 2K sales. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's because it is a very specific type of game if you want a basketball experience a sim oriented basketball experience it is the only viable option apart from playing an older 2k or an older nba life apps that you still like and sticking with that and just putting up with uh, outdated aspects of the game i can see it being a seesaw a situation where it goes back and forth up and down with uh, pushing the luck with the microtransactions and, and the approach to how much goodwill there is or, or the lack thereof and then going back and forth, and as as the backlash comes, fixing it post-release by offering new content or reducing prices, something like that, or the next year trying to win people back with, uh, you know, <laughs> with with a, with a better approach that in, and us falling for it, and I say us talking about basketball games collectively, because we kind of do, and, and it, it does come back to not having the viable option, the viable choice, um, which is unfortunate. But yeah, I, I can see going back and forth as far as. Um, you know, kind of a carrot and stick situation. Yeah, and um, live has an open door to be an open window to try to make a splash here on next gen. Another company, if they tried to come back in, you know, I really wish we had other companies back into the the space. Konami, nine eighty nine sports stuff like that. I just really wish that other companies were at least trying. 
to make great basketball games and to get into this space and compete because the window, as we've talked about so many times before, the window is open, you know, for somebody to come in and do things right and, and get people to switch because there is a lot of 2K fatigue. Um, There's a lot of people want to talk about how irrelevant live is. And I, I see that, but at the same time, there is still interest in it because people, and you can say that maybe they're pinning their hopes on something that will never happen, but the fact that people are still talking about live suggests that it's not completely irrelevant to the point of, of having to pack up and, and just not do it because 2K has left the door open because not everyone's entirely happy with it and that dissatisfaction has been growing. It's been growing since 2K18 in particular, as we talked about last week. Um, it, it is uh, kind, of on 2K, kind of on 2K that they haven't slammed the door because they've had so many but opportunities. If, but if live or any company came in and made a great basketball game with great content, it doesn't matter the name behind it. People are going to jump on it. Yeah. I absolutely believe that because YouTube videos, gameplay videos, screenshots, all of that stuff is going to be displayed. And if a great basketball, yeah, there'll be a huge buzz and slowly, but surely people are going to keep, are going to start noticing it and they're going to switch. And that's the bottom line. So I think that, um, whether it's made by EA or another company or whatnot, it's just about making a great basketball game. Throwing it out there, because we've talked about online and how it's affected the offline experience, and obviously online is important. I've enjoyed online play before, not so much the last couple of years, uh, but it is a very important aspect that you need to have with, with any game these days, but certainly with basketball and how popular it's become in 2K in particular. Do you ever see them stripping out offline or, or, or really just focusing solely on online? Do you, do you think, because there's, there's always that fear, is there not, that uh, oh, a single player is dead, which I think is always overblown. But could you see could you see 2K ever really abandoning the offline user base? No. Ever. Never. I mean, not everybody will. You know, they know that there's a large portion um, of player. their player base that doesn't have the internet or single or, or wants to play single player. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that you can't you can't bank on online connectivity um, in order to you know get the most gamers to play your game. So no, I don't I don't think they would ever abandon that. I I can see a a smaller company doing something like that though. I can see a smaller company with a smaller game with that as their um that as their thing. Hmm. As it's just an online game. Um but for so her company as big as 2K that wants to have that wide appeal and whatnot, I don't think that's something they would do. Something else we we talk about the importance of historical content live something they should do whatever they can moving forward. 2K is obviously going to have their content. Something that's been I've seen pointed out quite a lot recently is that 2K hasn't really had that attention to detail. We've talked about it before with the incorrect animations in, for historical players and sometimes current players as well. Um, things there, there just hasn't been that same attention to detail as there was earlier this generation, or even going back to the last generation with the introduction of the, the historical teams with the Jordan Challenge and the NBA's Greatest. Uh, do, do you think that's going to change, or is it is it going to be the situation where as, as this content appeals to uh, so-called old heads, that it's just kind of going to become more, yeah, just not not the quality is just going to keep dipping. And I'm I'm very concerned about losing players, more and more players, because you look at some of the historical teams, and even if, ironically, the more recent historical teams from like from the last ten, fifteen years, losing players like a Manu Ginobili, things like that, and as they haven't been able to get the rights back. 
there's some really glaring omissions to the point that a lot of those historical teams feel very redundant. Well, 2K should reach out to somebody like me or somebody who is passionate about it. You know what I mean? They should get somebody working on those players and those teams who actually care about retro, who's going to watch the film and actually update the signature shots, who's not going to do you know copy and paste jobs, um, somebody who's actually going to work on the tendencies and ratings and stuff like that. And um, there's a lot of people out there who do have that um, that background as far as they've done the research and are willing to put in the time. Um, and that's just up to, up to 2k to actually get those people in front of the screen and, um, you know, working on those rosters and those, um, that my team content and stuff like that. I, I think that there's not enough of an uproar on those inaccuracies for them to really have incentive to do anything about it, but they should have the incentive they should have should be based upon the respect and for the players and teams and the proper representation of them of the past. I agree. Also, licensing players that are not in the game at the moment. Yep, that too. Um, I think that it's not as much about missing players on the classic teams or maybe missing some key players that people want in my team. It's about the players that they do have being represented accurately. That's true as well. But uh, I would like to see them get some of those players that are missing uh, just for the, the completeness sake of the rosters as well. You also want them to be done properly once they're in the game. Uh, who do you think's mo- most and least likely out of uh, uh, Rashid Wallace, Reggie Miller, and Charles Barkley to make it into the game at some point? The least likely? Uh, the, um, the least and the most. I'd say the most likely to be in the game would be Rashid Wallace. Mm-hmm. Um... I think the least likely would probably be Charles Barkley um, just because he's still um, – it's going to take money to get Barkley in there and not money specifically to get him in there. Um, no, I mean, And I understand players get paid to be in there anyway to have their, use, their likeness used. But as far as the donation to the Retired Players Association, um, he wants a significant donation to the Retired Players Association, and I just don't see um, 2K doing that. Um, I also, um, as far as Reggie Miller goes, I've never heard him make similar comments about that. Um, I don't know his stance on video games or why he's not in the game, um, but I can see him being in there before Barkley. See, I actually feel it's the other way, because he just, Reggie just doesn't seem interested at all. And I feel like uh, with uh, Charles putting out the a condition at least of, of showing and saying I'll do it if the, the, these conditions are met. Whereas Reggie's just kind of like, well, I'm not doing it. Uh, period. Um, for, for reasons, I, possibly similar reasons. Um, I, I think I think Rashid is the the most likely out of the three. Um, it's a shame that it hasn't happened yet because the the 2000 Blazers and 2004 Pistons really feel his absence <laughs> with him not being in the game. Uh, well, I want to put something out. I do agree with you. I think on the Barkley thing, possibly because he was in the on the dream team and he did allow that for two seventeen. Yeah. So it's not like right. So it's not like, and it's a good point. You know, Reggie Miller hasn't been in a game since he like almost since he retired. Yeah, I, uh, I think I think a couple of live games as a legend afterwards, and then and then nothing more. And then that was it, right? Yeah. So I, I agree with that, and it's very possible that he just has no interest in in games and allowing himself to be used in them. So it, that is possible. It's an unfortunate situation, but it is the way licensing works, and players do deserve to get compensated for their uh, 
for, for their appearance in games, of course. And, and, and I do think that uh, uh, the Barkley does have a very good point about making that donation to the Retired Players Fund because 2K has obviously benefited greatly from being able to have these, these players in the game under those licensing agreements. Uh, I think it would only be appropriate to... <laughs> again, it's not like they don't make a, a ton of money uh, off of having those players in the game not just as a selling point, but obviously with my team packs as well, based around those players, uh, I think it would be only appropriate to, uh, especially since a lot of those players didn't make the kind of money that uh, the more uh, recent players did or do. Well, I always wonder, it's just, it's crazy to me. Like, I wonder how the license works exactly and how the agreement works. Um, Because you have a guy like Eddie Johnson, who um, was the point guard for the Hawks in the 80s. I'm not talking about the small forward Rockets, Eddie Johnson. I'm talking about the point guard. He's been in prison for years. Yeah. Um, And his rap sheet is incredibly crazy. Um, However, he's in the game every year. Right. So what's the agreement that allows, you know, guys like Eddie Johnson to be in the game? Um, I'd love to know the terms and conditions of the agreement with 2K that allows certain players in, uh, to be in the game and then others not. I wish I knew like that, the fine That's print. interesting because I was thinking of a situ- similar situation because I, I suggest the 97 Hawks as a retro team I'd love to see in, in future NBA 2K games, but could they license Mookie Blaylock because of his legal problems? And But then if there are players in there or like, like the uh, other Eddie Johnson, uh, yeah, what, what, what's, what's the deal? Yeah, so that that's such. I just wish I knew the fine print. And like I said, my biggest problem is, problem isn't that players are missing on the rosters; it's that how poorly they're represented and how many copy and paste jobs and how inaccurate they are. I think that's my biggest problem. And for a mode like my team, which doesn't show the fakes that are on the classic teams, um, and you know my team and Ultimate Team, regardless of what people want to say, are still incredibly popular modes. It's very important for those players to be represented properly, um, for you know the correct context for people to you know understand how they really played and performed in real life and how great they were. Um, so my biggest problem. Um, with it is again it, I understand the missing player thing I understand there's licensing behind it but there's no excuse for these players to be represented pro- in, um, the ones who are in it to be represented so improperly well that's a good point it's like we said a couple of weeks ago it's uh, it's all about those details and certainly when you're pushing through these overpowered cards there's a, a 98 overall diamond Eddie Curry card that's just come through in one of the recent packs and it's Putting aside the the Galaxy Opal Michael Jordan card, it's it's actually higher rated overall, at least than any of the the, uh, the Michael Jordan cards, which are only at the diamond level, uh, apart from the the Galaxy Opal. So it's kind of weird what they're doing with this these overpowered cards, and uh, yeah, it's it's we're at that crazy point of the year with my team, unfortunately. Or, or some people might like it, and if if you do, that's entitled you know, to feel that way. But I think it, looking at the response to my article. Um, and, and some of the things that people were saying on social media and have been saying in the My Team thread in our forum, yeah, there is a lot of people that feel like those inaccuracies, both the ones we've talked about with the animations and, and so forth, and just the overpowered cards where there's no point getting a Stephen Curry when Shaq can shoot threes, for example. It's uh, it, it just feels like it's not using those legends to the, uh, to the utmost of their ability. And, and then, of course, if you're using them in exhibition play, you can change it, but it's it's one of those things where we shouldn't have to to do that. The, the default roster should be pretty intact, at least at least for existing players like that. I mean, rookies and everything, and you've got to change ratings as the season goes for current players and rookies. You have to uh, there's guesswork, obviously, but for established legends, you it it really needs to have that accuracy there. And we we do need to have those missing players. It will certainly be very nice to have them, 
but uh, that that is a very good point that you bring up there that um, that they are for, with the situation they are not in the game for one reason or another but the players who are there we need to see the accuracy it's unacceptable and it's just my opinion you know it's a disrespect and um, devaluing of what players really did on the court you know they the, the copy and paste job of blake griffin on to billy cunningham um you know kyrie irving on to rod strickland um just you know players having set shots when they you know had explosive jump shots um like neek and drexler and stuff like that i i think that it's just it's it's I, I just find it incredibly disrespectful and I care about the history of the game. Um, and a lot of people, like you say, you know, you can go in and change it. A lot of people don't know any better. And we've talked about this before. And, you know, we, a lot of people, like when we were growing up, you can use basketball video games to as like a encyclopedia to like educate yourself yep. about the players and, and the teams and stuff like that. And misrepresenting those players and teams, um, does the opposite of education. That's where we get the uh, Spencer Dinwiddie takes. Uh, it just drives me absolutely nuts. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, there's uh, Jordan was the only guy who was six six and had a forty plus inch vertical, and now Spencer Dinwiddie has a forty inch. And by the way, I, I looked. I want to point something out. I looked at the his um, draft combine. Um, so Aaron Gordon was in his draft combine for 2004, uh, excuse me, 2014. And Aaron Gordon had the highest vertical in his draft combine, due, um, according to the article, it was 39 inches. Hmm. So how the hell did, did Spencer and Dinwiddie have a 40-inch vertical in the same combine when Aaron <laughs> Gordon had 39 inches and it was the highest? Oh, well, yeah, um, he must have evolved over the last five to six years. Must have. I mean, he's jumping over the backboard now. <laughs> Apparently, that's um, the way it works. But let's let's be you know put things. He used the word context, which made me laugh. But you know, Jordan had like a forty-eight inch vertical. He has the highest vertical in NBA history, um, tied with Daryl Griffith, and um, just the amount of inaccuracy in his post and his disrespect for guys who jumped through the roof. You know, back then, you know, Julius Irving and Larry Nance and Kenny Skywalker, Michael um, and Michael Cooper and Daryl Dawkins and Byron Scott and um, Spud Webb and all of these guys back then who, you know, would be elite, amazing athletes and some of the best dunkers in the NBA today, if not the best dunker in the NBA today, is just absolutely ridiculous. And my biggest problem with that is Spencer Dinwiddie gets millions of impressions on his tweets. Um, and I, it's impossible for somebody with factual information to combat it. And his take will always reach more people and give more impressions and give more, um, you know, negative impressions than what my combating of the, the factual information would give and, or anybody under his tweet would give. Um, so basically he can cloud the judgment and the accuracy um, for millions of people with one tweet, and he doesn't see the big picture ramifications of that. You know what I mean? His his tweet reaches so many people, and it's it's not factual information, but it's going to influence a lot of people's opinions, and he's perfectly fine with that. And honestly, so, that pisses me off. The uh, so. <laughs> never never argue with a blue tick, as as the as you pointed out to me, uh, <laughs> never seems to go particularly well in the uh these days but uh yeah so i mean stay tuned we will let you know if uh, derek has been blocked by uh, uh nick wright or anybody else in the coming weeks it's uh 
<laughs> maybe a badge of honor if this the case may be but uh, then it's harder to combat the uh, the information or the uh, the takes that are being put out there i should say the takes rather than the information but uh, it's it's what i suppose we're, what we have at the moment we've got a lot of uh, wild discussion on twitter and and video games because we don't have real basketball going on yeah that's it, uh i've been able to keep pretty busy though as far as with modding and, and playing 2k and path live games and stuff like that and talking about the history of the game and basketball in general um on twitter and um interacting with some of my great followers on there so it, it's been good um I, I think uh i think i've been able to keep pretty busy and you know sometimes you get the the positive spin on things as well there's a lot of uh you know, shout out to the nba 90s account always posting some great photos and uh, uh and, and videos as well there's also a lot of mj accounts michael jordan accounts on uh, both instagram and twitter Jumpman history is a great one love uh, a lot of the uh this day in history, this day in MJ history that they're doing, and a lot of the videos and such. Uh, some really great stuff on Instagram as well. They're putting together some uh, highlight packages. So uh, shout out to those accounts. And uh, yeah, it's it's nice to see uh, people doing that kind of content and uh, and and just enjoying the uh, the NBA that we grew up with, which we can also do on the virtual hardwood as well. And uh, and any plans uh, with with the games coming up as uh, as we continue to uh, social distance and whatnot? Um, I'm just going to be modding the helping out with the 2k19 roster for the 91 92 season for you know still those project peace man knots project and whatnot i've been making faces and roster updates for that um i'm also working on 2k20 stuff off and on um 2k16 2k17 stuff and off and on and i released a cyber face for 2k14 honestly right now it's tough to focus on one game I feel like I'm jumping around constantly, so I don't want to commit to like one project. But I'm just trying to get work done here and there on different video games. And I'm still trying to get that 2K11 roster out, and it's uh, coming along slowly but surely. Looking forward to getting that out. And apart from that, I am looking, as I said, to add a couple of games to the uh, collection, eyeing off some uh, some bargains on eBay and whatnot. And uh, yeah, getting a bit of stuff for, for Wayback Wednesday, of course. I do have actually about 10 weeks of features already drafted, Derek, so I'm quite well ahead of stuff to do. Like I said, I don't know how you do it. And you always come up with new ideas and stuff like that and new ideas for articles and stuff and um, not you know sucking up or anything, but like I, 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 I'm continually impressed with the fact that you do this every single week. It's uh, Maybe it's an obsession at this point, but uh, there's, there's probably unhealthier obsessions that I could have, so I feel it's... Uh, as, as long as I'm enjoying it and my uh, and you know our uh, visitors are enjoying it, which seems to be the case, uh, you know, and, and certainly encourage you to uh, post your thoughts in the comments and, and whatnot. But as long as long as we're all having fun with basketball video games, it's uh, it's something we're going to do. And and that's that's if we can end on a positive note, I, I th- always think that that should be the driving force behind our content in our community, whether it's mods or articles or videos or whatever. Uh, I mean, certainly that doesn't mean we shouldn't be critical as we are on the podcast and in posts in the forum and in my articles. But at the same time, I think it's it's absolutely fine. You know, I believe it's absolutely fine, in fact, to uh, celebrate basketball gaming and, and have the, the passion for the gaming because whether it's critical or celebratory, it, it comes from being interested and invested and, and passionate about the, these games. And they are, as as we said at the top of the show, as you pointed out, uh, a great escape that you know they can be great for for mental health. I know there's a lot of things with gaming people who do, who do get obsessed and, and certainly with the gambling mechanics and whatnot. It, it can be problematic with gaming these days, but gaming can be such a great escape, a uh, great distraction from things that are going on and just a fun way to spend the time. Uh, it's one of those things we've said before, D. 
what are we supposed to do just because we're in our 30s not play games that we grew up with them? I mean, as long as you're taking care of your other responsibilities, uh, hitting the virtual hardwood, I think, is a, is a fine way to spend some time. And it's uh, it's why we do it and why, as we uh, continue to do the responsible thing with the pandemic and uh, even beyond that, even if there was no, no pandemic going on in the world, uh, we'd still be hitting the virtual hardwood and uh, and making memories. Yeah, it's about making memories, as we've said so many times before, and having a good time and um, oftentimes sharing that um that interest with loved ones like I do with, with my brothers. And, and, um, it's about, you know, we, like you said, it can be an escape. It can be just a fun time. It's about wrapping your mind around something that's outside of, you know, the problems in life and stuff like that. Um, there's no shame at any age to be doing basketball gaming or modding or anything that you really enjoy. Um, as long as it's not hurting anybody. <laughs> So to that end, this will not be our last content for Basketball Games. You can stay tuned for uh, more podcasts, more mods, more articles, and so forth. But uh, fun to dust off that, uh, or to finally bring out that uh, idea of, uh, of talking about the legend covers and everything. That was uh, I'm glad we were finally able to do that, because it's an uh, interesting exercise, and certainly trying to get those legend covers after we've used a few and, and think of who retired, and how, it, especially as it, as it doesn't line up. It was uh, kind of a challenge, but I enjoyed it. It's interesting. I'd... Uh... I'd, uh, if I, the younger me with more time would probably and more creativity would have probably tried to put them together somehow, either by drawing them or by like taking cutting out pictures of the players from magazines and putting like 2K, um, you know, two behind it or something like that. Mm. Or, you know, Bulls versus Blazers behind it or something like that. Um, so younger me probably would have done that. But it's always something that I've wanted to visit. So. There's a future way back Wednesday which I haven't drafted yet because I'm looking to do it as a video. I have footage, but uh, did you ever have, play the board game uh, NBA Jam Session? The board game? I did not. It's uh, funnily enough kind of a forerunner to what the Ultimate Team and My Team concept that you would have all the player cards that you would shuffle and then select, and you would build your own team. You'd select, you pick the players, and it was a a board game, and you would have you'd be rolling dice and pulling cards, you know, technical foul, turnover, things like that. It was a you know, tabletop version of a, of a basketball game, basically. It's uh, But you've got the cards, but of course Michael Jordan wasn't there. He was actually retired when the game came out, when the board game was released. But my, my cousin and I, we printed off his picture from, of all things, Microsoft and Carter, and made our own Jordan card. So we, we, we made a mod for, for, a, for a board game. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what you can do. See how cool is that? See, we we just we we were so good at using our imaginations, you know what I mean? Back yeah. then, um, and I do miss that. But I think I get some of that with modding. I think we you know what too. I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think definitely um, with modding, being able to use our imagination and our creative side. I think that's why one of the reasons why I also love PC gaming. And so, if you our listeners feel similarly creative. We invite you to get involved in modding and certainly to use the great mods that our community is making. You've got uh, URB for 2K13 and 14. You've got uh, Stildo and uh, Peaceman Knots uh, 2K19 project. That's really cool to see that uh, that Sean Kemp dunk that you pulled off was was just amazing. And on, on the close to the anniversary of the Lister Blister as well, so kind of appropriate. Yeah, and unfortunately it wasn't on Lister, but it was on Olden Polonies. <laughs> so another big guy. Um who Olden Polonese is also one of my favorite follows on Twitter. Um, so if you don't follow him, definitely follow him. Um, but And also an underrated player. But yeah, that Sean Kemp Dunk was something else. So you can get involved with that. And of course, we 
invite you to give your thoughts on what we discussed this week love to hear what you think about alternate covers throughout the years if, if you had to do legend edition covers who you'd pick uh, some of your favorite cover players uh yeah let us know in the in the forum or the comments or indeed hit us up on social media speaking of social media derek uh, where can we find you um you can find me on the nlsc d for three um twitter d for three 84 um on the nl nlvc and on youtube uh uh, D for three and with Twitter and on the on YouTube uh, the look profile logo is the no look D roundup you can also find me on Twitter at Andrew NLSC with all my wonderful takes on professional wrestling and of course uh, uh, games which I won't mention that came out in the 90s which uh, involve a cartoon family um, you can also <laughs> I almost mentioned it but then decided not to but if you listen to the NLC podcast you'll know who I'm talking about um, Bart versus Space Mutants. Oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, so that's it, Andrew NLSC, if you want to follow me personally. Uh, the site is uh, The NLSC on both Facebook and Twitter. On Instagram, we are NLSC Basketball. On uh, YouTube, we are NBA Live Series Center. And of course, give a look to the NLC itself, nba-live.com, for everything we do for basketball video games. Uh, the podcast comes out every week, Sunday evenings, Australian time. It comes out on the NLSC, once again, nba-live.com, so you can keep streaming on the site, of course. You can also find us on various podcatching apps and platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. If you are looking for us on, that, uh, on those platforms, search for the NLSC podcast, look for our logo, and that will be us. Or once again, keep streaming on the NLSC itself. Uh, as long as you're tuning in each and every week, that is the main thing. And of course, if you'd like to leave us a positive review, hopefully a positive review, on those platforms, it would be very much appreciated. But uh, yes, that has brought us to the end of episode number 321 of the NLC podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Andrew. I'm Derek. Go get buckets, everyone. Go get buckets, everyone.